0: One day I decided to ask myself, could I break five minutes in the mile? At age 30, could I return to the sport of track and go after my unmet goal of breaking five minutes? Was my body capable of this? Was my mind capable of this? And most importantly, was my spirit capable of pushing through the ups and downs to find the answer? You are listening to Breaking Five, a running podcast, where we search for this answer as well as yours for achieving your Breaking Five moment, whatever that may be for you. We will gain inspiration and knowledge from others who have achieved their Breaking Five moment, those working towards theirs, as well as those who have helped the athletes along the way. I'm your host, Kristen Schultz, physical therapist, runner, and running coach. Let's run full force towards our wildest dreams and take a listen to today's episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of Breaking 5 of Running Podcast. Going to be speaking with another physical therapist and run coach today, Kate Baknowich. She is the owner of the Running DPT, and she's also a new grad physical therapist, who began working with runners over the last few months. And she's similar to Shelby that was on a, a recent episode, has built up her clientele to be at helping eight runners online right now within the last four months. So I'm going to be interviewing her and get to hear her story, her story of starting a business, but then also a bit of her running background and then also who she helps. She works with beginners and runners returning to um, running after injury. So, super excited to have you on today, Kate. Thank you so much again for coming on, and I'm excited for you guys all to dive into this episode. All right, let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode of Breaking 5, a running podcast. I am here today with Kate Boknewich, which she said I said her name right earlier, so hopefully it was still good. (laughs) got it. (laughs) Perfect. She is a physical therapist and run coach. She has been a physical therapist since last August, so she is a new grad physical therapist, who started her online run coaching business in February and she currently is coaching eight running clients. So just like Shelby, we had on, they're both at eight running clients. And I want to bring her on today to just talk about her journey as a physical therapist, starting this online run coaching business, what it's been like for her, you know, the hard parts, the good parts, all of it. And then also to share her running journey a little bit as well, She's had a history with running injuries as well. Like a lot of us have decided to work with runners. So we'll let her share on that. Um, and she's crushing it and we'll get into this more, but as in the title, um, you can see like she's currently not even working full-time as a physical therapist at all. And like I said, she's not even one year out. So I just really want you guys to hear her journey and see what's possible. So Kate, thank you so much for being on today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Is this, is this your first podcast? Have you been on a podcast before? This is my first. Perfect. Very exciting. Pod- podcast newbie. Well, thanks for coming on. So Kate, if you don't mind, I always like for everyone just give a short introduction. Could you give us a little introduction to, let's go with just your, if you're running background first, and then we'll get into your PT background, maybe a little bit too. But what is your running background? How did you get into running? Why running for you?
1: Sure. So I've been a lifelong runner. I started running, actually did my first 5k when I was nine with my twin sister my aunt was a marathon runner and she kind of got us both into it at a young age. So I started varsity cross country in eighth grade, ran all through high school, didn't end up running in college due to some like health stuff. I have chronic migraine. And I got back into running when I was in undergraduate school in college. So I started doing half marathons there. And since then, it's just kind of been for
0: my own sanity, but I've been running most of my life. Yeah, love it. And I know we were chatting before. And obviously we work together too, but can you share a little bit on your background with running injuries?
1: Yeah. So my very first running injury, it was like IT band syndrome. I was in,
0: I think I was in eighth
1: grade and I went to PT for the first time. And that experience working with that PT was the reason why I wanted to become a physical therapist. So I was one of those lucky people that knew what I wanted to do from a very young age. That's awesome. Um, Eighth grade? yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes mine was high school but day
1: you leave me yeah and then after that I just kind of kept having these like overuse injuries like I had a a stress fracture in each foot my freshman year of high school and my junior year of high school I wasn't doing any strength training at the time it was all just a ton of running my body did not handle it well and so it was pretty frustrating as a runner.
0: And that was one of my other like driving forces and wanting to go into this career. Yeah, for sure. And I think this is more related to other things. I'll let you explain, but you also like had kind of considered maybe running in college, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I did. And that was more so held back by your migraines. correct? Yeah.
1: So my senior year of high school, I developed chronic migraines. So that means that you have 15 or more migraine days a month. In the beginning, I was having 25 to 30 days a month. So that kind of took me out of running for a little bit of of time and out of school for a little bit. So that would have been around the time that I would have been applying to colleges and applying um, and talking with coaches. So I just decided to kind of forgo that. My twin sister did end up running in college. That was a little bit hard for me. But (laughs) after I got those under control, with trying out a lot of different medications and procedures that allowed me to get back into the sport a little bit with just running on my own.
0: Yeah. Oh, and at least I guess your other half got to run (laughs) still, but yeah, I can imagine like that makes it even harder. It's like, but, and I know, I mean, I feel like that plays into your story going into your career too. So I just wanted to hit on that too, like kind of your ongoing migraine issues too and stuff. So um, no, but thanks for sharing on that. So you, you shared that you decided in eighth grade, you're gonna be a PT. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. Dang, not that many people know. But now online run coach, shoot, you didn't know that part. So I guess that's. Sure. <laughs> so when did you decide you want to work with runners? Yeah, so
1: it was kind of right off the bat. Um, The PT that I went to, Um, and this was, well, I don't know, a little over 10 years ago. So I don't think this was quite as much popular as it is now but the PT that I was working with worked a lot with running gait analysis and he did a whole analysis where he filmed me running and then I got a tape from him that had like you know a bunch of lines drawn and all these things that like I didn't understand at the time but it was really cool working with someone who like really knew exactly what I needed and being able to see that kind of like gait analysis side of things was really interesting to me so I really knew that I wanted to work with runners at some point in my career but i didn't know how early I would be able to do that. A lot of people, you know, just start out in your general outpatient ortho and then maybe get into the population that they really want to be with later in their career. So like I said, I've always kind of wanted
0: to, but I wasn't sure when I would be able to. Yeah. And like a year ago when we chatted, <laughs> what? <laughs> when did you think you were going to start working with runners? What did you tell me? <laughs>
1: yeah. So I, Kristen and I started chatting really In the summer around, like right before I started working, I was having a hard time, like finding a job because of the pandemic. And we were kind of chatting and you asked me when I would be interested in maybe going out on my own or working with runners or starting coaching or anything like that. And I said, well, maybe three to five years down the line after I get you know some initial experience
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is like less than a year ago she's telling me this too (laughs) I was sitting over there my desk was in a different position at the time (laughs) yeah (laughs) so three to five years that was what you thought and was it gonna be all online or in person or kind of both or I don't even
1: know if I had an idea (laughs) I think I was hoping to kind of make it like a side hustle type thing in the beginning like online I think a lot of it a lot of my hesitation in the beginning was just, you know, imposter syndrome of like, I'm a new grad PT, there's still so much I need to learn, who am I to, you know, go out on my own without any mentorship or anything like that. I think that was really my hesitation of just trying to, you know, seek out mentorship, even if maybe it wasn't, you know, gonna guide me in the right path.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and I think everyone can relate to all those, like, we all have the same feelings. And honestly, it's like, it kind of doesn't, I think the funny part is it doesn't really change, even if you're like five years out, like you're going to have all the same feelings when you first start your own business or do your own thing or do something new. Right.
1: Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I, when I first started working, I asked my mom who's not in healthcare, she's a teacher, but she's retiring this year. So she's been in her field forever. And I asked her, Mm -hmm when do you start feeling like you know what you're doing and she yeah. said never
0: here's the secret you never do <laughs> oh you don't. I was like mom why didn't you tell me that like <laughs> way back when Shoot. Seriously, that was a bomb <laughs> dropped on me <laughs> <laughs> I know it's always fun when you get older and you're just like oh like <laughs> yeah anyways you just think you're gonna figure it out it's like then every time you take the next step it's like oh it's it doesn't ever change <laughs> yep (laughs) it just and it doesn't it doesn't you just get better at feeling those things and knowing it's normal versus being like oh what is this (laughs) yep rolling with the punches well I'm proud of you like you're doing awesome you're crushing it which we will get into So you're like three to five years, maybe a little in person, online. When did it switch to like more online for you? Honestly,
1: I guess it was just more so looking at things through the lens of going through like a pandemic when everybody like needed to be working online or working from home. I remember thinking, I can't work as a physical therapist online. I don't know how to do that without you know being in person. So I think just reading more on what other people were doing and realizing that, Like maybe we don't have as much security in our career as we think we do, um, depending on what's going on globally with, with all the craziness. Mm -hmm. So having something that I could do from anywhere, like no matter what's going on was important. I also knew that I wanted to do traveling at some point in my life. And my boyfriend who I live with now works from home and is able to do that indefinitely. So Mm -hmm. it was really appealing to me to be able to do that as well, not be like tied down to one spot.
0: Yeah. And no, I think that's awesome. That's like, a, I feel like a lot of people have had their realizations this past year and on these things and online has definitely become popular and like acceptable as a method. And there's obviously the pros and cons. And do you still want to have your own in-person stuff someday?
1: I think at some point I'd like to have like a hybrid model. Um, I don't think I would ever want to just be all in-person someday down the road. I might be interested in doing kind of like an online slash some people in person based out of like a gym type environment, but I'm not 100% married to that idea. Um, It's something that's kind of in the peripherals at this point, but for the time being, and probably for the, the near future, I'll be online.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. And let's go back to like February, I'm pretty sure it's February when you first really started now you, you had a little bit of an online presence, you had started your online presence, but you weren't coaching anyone before February, correct? No, I wasn't. I
1: kind of started like a professional Instagram after I graduated. It was just kind of an outlet for me when I was studying for my board. And it was fun. I was mostly just posting like PT topics or like general information for runners. Um, But no, I wasn't coaching anybody.
0: Yeah. And then in February, we started working together and it was like late February and March. Either way. um, Actually, I think it might have been technically March. Doesn't matter. But it's June now while we're recording this podcast. But she was part of team three. Yes, I'm going on team four now of Beyond Rehab for running clinicians. And you came in and what were you hoping to get out of it? Like what was your goal at that time?
1: Yeah. So I had like a few different goals. My financial goal out of it was that I wanted to be able to make enough money through the coaching to meet my student loan payment per month. I mean, I haven't started paying those yet because they're all deferred, but uh, <laughs> I, did, I did end up meeting that goal. The other one was to just get more confident in selling services or in just coaching in general, you know, being a lifelong runner doesn't necessarily mean that you know how to coach. Yeah. Um, so getting those tools were really important and having a cohort of people that were all kind of doing the same thing. Most of my other PT friends work in skilled nursing or acute care or hospitals or or something like that. So the idea of going into more of the performance side, I didn't really have in my own support system or like immediate environment. Right. So going through it with other people who are trying to do the same thing made me feel like, oh, this is a legitimate thing that I can do and I'm not
0: crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're not like, I'm not the only one. Like yeah, yeah there's exactly. other people. And then you open your eyes and realize how many people are doing stuff like this out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: and the other biggest thing too, is like we go to school to be PTs or, or whatever you go to school to be. Like I didn't go to business school. Like I don't know how <laughs> to start a business. It was important learning from you who has done it yourself and kind of went through all the trial and error.
0: So we don't have to. (laughs) Yes, yes. Hey, this is what I learned. Don't do this. I did this, like, (laughs) learn from me. And I honestly, it is a cool part, though. It's like, man, like, I do think of this, I think I probably said on Shelby's. But you know, there are times where I'm just like, man, I wish like, And this, I mean, keeps me going too. I'm just like, Oh, I wish there was someone was doing this when I was starting because I was like, Oh, I went like all the, you know, wrong directions, you know, right (laughs) directions that let me eventually where I needed to go but it's just it's fun to watch and you're, like I said, crushing it now what um, so you wanted to pay off your student loan payment and then you said that is you are meeting that now. Yep. Very cool. I don't even know if I knew that for sure. I probably assume knowing how many clients you're helping and everything. So cool, just like Shelby, same thing, like that student loan payment kind of having that big goal, which also how many of us could have been doing that as students? I think of that all the time. Yeah, I, you <laughs> live and you learn. <laughs> yeah, well, that's my biggest thing too. I'm like, shoot, I could have done this as a student. So yeah, just <laughs> yeah. another good good opportunity. But so you're there. And then share where you're at right now as far as a big decision you made very recently in for your career. Yeah, so
1: I recently left my full-time job as a PT. There were a couple different factors that were kind of pushing me towards this decision. One of them was that the run coaching business kind of reached a point where it was too much to continue to grow and still work full time, but it wasn't necessarily enough to maybe support me financially. So I was kind of at a crossroads there. And then also with the chronic migraine I have, it got a little bit worse over the winter and into the spring. I was having to take a lot of time off of work and the stress with the high volume in my clinic and the stress of feeling like I can't take time if I have a migraine was really kind of a driving factor in going all in on this run coaching business, I realized that working at that outpatient clinic wasn't necessarily allowing me the flexibility that I need in my life as someone who has like a chronic pain illness. So yeah, there were a bunch of different factors, but I decided to go all in. So now this is what I'm doing for my job and it's really exciting and scary but I never you know would have had the confidence or tools to make this decision and make this leap this early in my career without like all of your help and and the team three like we said I was looking at this more like three to five years down the line (laughs) and um, I didn't even finish my first year (laughs) as a VP so yeah so it's really exciting
0: Yeah, we were chatting before, we're like kind of joking around, not joking, it's true, but it's like when your three to five year plan becomes like your four month plan, like your whole goal. (laughs) and granted like you know and i want is people to see like you know she's being pretty transparent like she's like i'm not fully at a point where i'm even supporting myself fully yet to take yeah. the jump right so like i you know you have these conversations with people where when's the right time and it's different for everyone in their circumstances kate has her own circumstances and stuff and it's you know by no means are we saying like oh everyone once you get to this point like you, you just jump but then it, it comes out of so many things like i i feel like there's
1: you're never going to feel ready. Yeah. There's never going to be like, oh, I'm making a number of dollars and I feel ready or yeah. oh, I've been doing this for X number of months and I feel ready. There's never going to be a perfect time and it's going to be Different for everybody. I'm lucky that I have a really good support system that I'm able to, you know, try to make all of this work maybe a little bit earlier than I would be able to if I didn't have that support, support system yep. in place. But yeah, no
0: one can answer that question for you. Like, it's yeah, like personal. Yeah, it's different for everyone. For some people it might be like, they got to make 10k a month until they're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's like different you know where they're at, their ability, you know, to believe in themselves, to be able to make it work, their willingness, their riskiness, I guess, too. Yeah. Their support system, like she said, like her health issues with her migraines playing a role into her, like, kind of having to too. And so, but you know, I think it's awesome that you've been able to do it and make this work for not just financial reasons, not just for your business. It's like for your personal life and your personal yeah, life it's too. that's so
1: true too. Like, it's it's not just you know health reasons or financial reasons. It's also like don't get me wrong. I loved like my coworkers and I really loved the patients that I was working with in my full-time job, but it wasn't fulfilling that side that I wanted to be working in for like my career. I was maybe getting like a handful of runners. And my biggest thing that I wanted to do in my career is help runners get back to running. And with insurance limitations, I was getting runners right back to they're starting to run and then insurance (laughs) put them right off. And it's like, (laughs) <laughs> what the heck, like, how am I supposed to do what I want to do? Right. If insurance companies won't even let me get started. So th- there were so many different factors at play. But, uh, but yeah, it was a lot of it was just, you know, fulfilling
0: what I want to do and who I want to help and, and serve in my career. Yep. No, I like that. And like, my frustration, too, was like, I'm never going to as a physical therapist in a, you know, a general outpatient, any outpatient, really, unless you're fully cash based, like going to be able to treat them how I want to treat them, work with them on the performance side, all of that. So, yeah. and now you're able to do that. Can you share how you're able to do that now? Like what you do with your clients?
1: Yeah. So I have a couple different, my main program, I call the yes, you can method. Mm-hmm. So that kind of works with runners one-on-one and run coaching, gives them strength training programming as well. And I also offer movement analyses and, and running and gain analyses that kind of allow me to get more of that clinical side without like truly providing like PT services that you would say. So yeah, so I I work with runners one on one. And it's mostly women. I don't know, like I didn't plan on that like happening, but that's just yeah. kind of how it like we are tracked out. Yeah. So yeah. So we sit down, we take a look at their goals. I take a look at the way that they're moving, either through the movement analysis or running gate analysis and come up with a plan to get them running happy and healthy. Um, and it looks different for everybody because it's all individualized. Um, I have a couple people that are returning after injury and we start with run walk intervals. I have some people that just want to run for happiness. I have some people that have race goals or new race distance goals. And I have people that are you know even just starting from scratch and running like complete beginner runner. So it's really cool that I get to kind of provide those services to like a whole host of, of different people. Yeah. on all like ends of it but yeah, uh, no. the biggest thing for me is like incorporating strength training with runners and I think that's a big thing for like a lot of us like PT slash run coaches we're allowed we're, we're able to program for them you know and service them and what they actually need as a runner not just okay here's you know do three sets of 10 you know table exercises yeah. and, and that's enough yeah, um, yeah. Really getting them back to like the performance side of things and, and what actually benefits them as, as athletes.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. And like, yeah, that's like the whole reason why I started doing what I'm doing, you know, and be able to do that. And, and I think that's where, you know, we are different. We're not just run coaching and I don't really, you know, like we've talked about just marketing yourself as just a run coach, you know, we're not, we're doing so much more um, and that's where we have your own, your method too, right? But yes, you can method, uh, you know, it's different. It's not just run coaching. And what else, so people can hear, do you have your people do, so they do strength, they do run. Do you have them do, are you giving them any other sort of like drills or warm-ups routines or anything like that?
1: Yep, so my people who go through the movement analysis, um, they have their own set of uh, corrective exercises that they do before every run. Um, it's a series of like drills, uh, light, like warm-up. Things depending on what they're going through. Research really kind of comes out and shows that like strengthening weak muscles isn't enough to improve like running form. So working on those drills are really important. We do base building for the beginning of the program, but once they get through, we start adding in strides and drills to kind of get them ready. But yeah, it's not just like, Hey, go run three miles. We have, you know, a routine that we go through with our warmups and our walking and mobility work and all of that goes into the process. Along with that goes the strength training that they do two to three times per week. And it's strength training like for runners. So it's really focused yeah. on what
0: benefits runners best. No, I love that. I love that. No, we could go into a whole thing on that probably too. Like we could talk for like two hours. <laughs> I know. I was like, shoot, to we'll go down that hole. No, we'll go back to the other place. If <laughs> if, if I decide we want to talk more, well, we could go into like all that and like what you're doing there. We can bring you back in. You know, if this is stuff that you guys want to hear more of, too. Anyone listening, so, like, let me know if you're like, oh, I'd love to hear more about like specific exercises for runners, stuff like that, warm ups. Um, honestly, it's probably a good thing to go over at some point. We can. Yeah, totally definitely. do that at some point too. Yeah, cool. No, I mean, it's super awesome to see what you're, what you're able to do that you're doing it. So you, you shared a little bit on your biggest things, like kind of the beginning imposter syndrome, like who am I to do this? I'm a new grad, all that stuff. What other struggles have you come across with starting your business that you ran into as, as you're getting going? Anything that was like holding back from getting there? Yeah. So a lot of like what we kind of have been
1: working on through like the team three is like knowing your worth and charging your worth for your services yeah I think it's really hard for people in healthcare to take a stance and say like hey this is what I charge for these services and feel confident in it and not feel yeah. guilty asking people for fair compensation so that's definitely something that I've been working through Kristen had me read the book, you are a badass at making money. (laughs) It sounds so cheesy, but honestly, it was really helpful um, just getting that kind of mindset of like, Hey, like I am doing something that's important for people. And if I'm charging the right prices and, you know, asking for the right kind of compensation, then I'm going to be able to put more into this for each person. So just feeling comfortable with what I'm providing and feeling confident in my ability to deliver results has been a big thing for me
0: yeah I mean I've seen a big change and it's kind of funny like just sitting here now I'm just thinking I'm like oh like there was a shift I really do think it was kind of after you read that book too yeah like like, you know like a lot of our conversations would kind of would end with kind of some money stuff right like or I I, you know it definitely did I mean early on all the time and I you know kind of slowly call you out but like have you realized it too (laughs) but like sitting here now I'm just like I forget like I almost forgot about that Kate you know now you're just like oh I'm doing this, and like you know, you're inspiring me. I'm like, okay, cool. We're doing that. And like Kate's very much like a a go getter, like do it. But I think that was, you know, holding her back a little bit. I mean, not, I think it was, and there was like a night and day difference between you. I know you felt like you're moving a little slower at first than you wanted to probably. Right. Yeah. And then like the eight clients you have, almost all of them came within like a month, basically. (laughs) Yeah. In the last month. I doubled. So I had four (laughs) for a
1: while and then it bumped up to eight really quickly. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: And anything else outside of like just changing your mindset that has changed that? I guess just more like getting comfortable with the sales calls and talking to people and, and promoting what I'm doing. One of the bigger things in mindset shift for me too, was not just saying I'm a run coach, but having like a program, like a method, something that distinguishes me from other people out there coaching because There's so many run coaches out there, but what makes you different is what's going to draw people to you. So that was huge too. I think, I think when Kristen had me kind of develop, you know, that method or plan or whatever, um, that was a big shift in the business for me.
0: Yeah, no, I saw that too. And so it just makes it clear what you're, what you're doing and how you can help them. And then, and then Kate's been like ridiculously consistent too, like with showing up, she built it mainly. Not mainly she does build it on Instagram, not there's <laughs> mainly <laughs> and basically, like every day, for the most part, she's showing up with a post, so
1: yeah i'm I'm trying to be more consistent in in creating content and all that, definitely a lot easier now that I don't have you know my full time gig, but yeah, I mean, all you need to do is set aside some time you know in the evenings or on the weekends if you are still working full time, it's doable. it's just a matter of you know making it happen,
0: yeah. Hey, I just want to say thank you so much, first of all, for listening to today's episode and just want to come in here really quick to chat with you guys all. We'll see if it's really quick, but just want to talk to you all about Beyond Rehab for Running Clinicians. This is going to be for any of my clinicians listening to this episode. Beyond Rehab for Running Clinicians, Team 4 is officially open and I wanted to make sure to let you guys all know. So if you are a clinician who works with runners or want to work with runners, this is going to be for you. So this is for all the physical therapists, the dietitians, personal trainers that follow me. If this is you and you work with runners or want to work with runners, you'll want to listen to this. So this is for anyone looking to learn how to write running programs and also for anyone looking to start their online business working with runners and you need to know where to go to get started and how to get those first clients because we all know you can know how to start it but if you don't get clients not really worth anything if we're not helping anything but this is going to give you everything you need to know to get started with the programming the actual programming putting it out online how do we do that as well as knowing how to write programs if that's something you need to know you need to know the physiology behind it and how to actually put it all together that it makes sense for programming you know anywhere from a 5k way up to a marathon and then we're going to go over the marketing and sales you need to get your first clients now if you're listening to some of these episodes you are going to hear that a couple of these clients in these episodes are getting up to eight clients after the end of four months of working with here so to give you perspective on what can be done in four months you're sitting there right now both those clients had no clients at the beginning of this they weren't helping anyone and now have eight clients so just to give you an idea of what is possible i hope you're enjoying these episodes that are kind of giving you an idea of what's possible but if you are interested in having a spot in Team 4, please reach out to me at Kristen underscore Run Your Life on my Instagram or Kristen Schultz, my personal Facebook page. Those are the best places to reach me if for whatever reason you don't have either. no. if you're listening to this, I don't assume you have one of those. So reach out to me there to apply and see if it is appropriate for you. We would love to have you. Um, now, if I'm getting questions on when does this end, it's an ongoing enrollment As of right now, there will be a deadline as it fills up. And I will let you know when that is. If you are ready to go and get started, don't hold back, reach out. Let me know if you're interested. All right. We'll get back to today's show. And I guess I should say really quick, I know this is probably a more of a clinician episode if you're listening to this, but if you are a runner or you're a clinician that already works for runners, I do have both spots open for my run coaching, my personal run coaching, not just coaching other clinicians right now. So if you're a runner, wanting to reach some goals, that is still open. And if you are a clinician who already works with runner and is needing some ongoing coaching on how to find more clients, I also have opportunities for you. Didn't want to leave you guys out because that tends to be everyone that listens to this podcast. But with that said, let's get back to the show. Enjoy the rest of today's episode. What, yeah, what hurdles did you overcome, I guess, too, with like, yeah, making it happen because you were working full time when you first, what had to change for you to, to have your online business grow while you're working full time? Yeah. So
1: I think that it was, like I said, just making sure that I'm being consistent in the very beginning. I realized, you know, I was maybe posting a bunch for like a couple of days and then not posting for a week if I had a really busy week at work. I think a big driving force for me was because I wasn't getting that fulfillment and working with athletes in my job, having that to work on outside of work, even though it was like, you know, increasing my working hours in a week, it was super motivating um, and really made me feel more fulfilled in my career and in my life. Basically what I did was I would set aside time on like Friday evening and then like Sunday where my kind of, you know, side hustle business hours yeah Um, and and like I said even though I was like technically working it didn't really feel like work to me because I really loved what (laughs) I was doing
0: (laughs) oh this is kind of fun and yeah it was (laughs) mine posting do you mind making content
1: no so and and that was something that you know maybe I didn't like relate to some people um other people that I was chatting with about it because I I started the like running Instagram over a year ago now so before I like started the business I just I like social media I enjoy like engaging with people and I like creating content yeah Um, so for me that was never really an issue now that I'm getting into the point though where I am like posting more every day um I found that it's helpful to sit down and have like a brainstorm session of like content to make instead of like every day sitting down and figuring out what to but out there, I have a running list and like the notes app on my phone. So whenever yes. I need to make a post, I go there and I go, Oh yeah, I thought about that at 10 that last Thursday. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. No, I love it. I always like to know how like people are doing their own, their content. Cause that's, that's a big part. Like I'm more of like in the moment, you know, like when it's on your heart, it's going to come out more. Um, but I also have lists. I have so many posts that have never been done. You know, there's so many, <laughs> There's a list, but in there. so many ideas. I got to go back in the cobwebs. And but. then some days you sit down and you're like, I can't think of one single thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. And I figured you like posting. I feel like, I don't know. I just, you've been, you. it has been something that you've been good at. Even since your first post, you like sent it to me. Hey, I was like, it was it's great. Like you got this down, you know? Um, but like, just to highlight too, like, you know, everyone's going to have their own strength. So if you're listening, you're like, I hate it. That's cool. Like, well, probably you have other strengths that you're going to be good at, you know? Yeah, definitely. So- and I, I think one
1: thing too, like, if you're not someone that like really likes social media or posting on social media, I think a helpful thing to think about is like post as if you're talking to one of your patients, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, even if you don't like the social media stuff, you're in the field because you like talking to people and you like providing like patient education and things like that. So I think if you like, take a look at it as like, I'm trying to explain something to a patient in front of me, that's very helpful and helps you steer clear of being too technical and like your wording.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's awesome. Thank you. But yeah, just know everyone's going to be different. And like, we had Steph on a couple episodes ago and like, I don't, I don't think she cares what I share, but I don't think she likes being on like out on the platform as much necessarily. Right. So she has a Facebook group, but like, that's cool for her. That feels a little bit more like her group, you know, like, so there's different ways, like, you know, yeah, there's so many to ways grow to grow it and find clients and reach people and help them. So Definitely. awesome. Yeah. So we shared, shared a little bit on like some hurdles getting over at first. Um what's your goal now? What's your goal for for, for the running DPT, which I, I guess I didn't say her name, but it's the running DPT and she mainly works with like more beginner runners and those coming back after injury. Kind of in her niche. But what, what's your goal right now?
1: Yeah. So my goal in in the next I'm gonna say like three to six months. I'm giving myself kind of a, a buffer window. My goal is to grow, you know, the business to make enough to be able to financially support myself so I'll be like taking some time at home for a little bit so that I don't have, you know, the living expenses kind of to worry about for a couple months. I'm really lucky that I'm able to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but the goal is to get me to the point where I'm like roughly 20 clients. I'm almost halfway there. Um, yeah. so yeah. And you know, the more that I go, the more I, uh, <laughs> believe in myself a little bit more. Yes. Um, which is, which is really great. So
0: yeah. Yeah. It's like not losing that momentum. Just keep, Cause that'll just keep you believing in yourself moving forward. Keep riding the high. I'm <laughs> excited. I'm excited to, to see how everything goes. What advice would you have to someone that is, you know, sitting there thinking they want to start a business online, working with runners, um, but not, you know, really sure wh- where to start. What would be your advice?
1: Yeah, my advice is just do it. Like, don't put it off. I put it off for like so long before I really made the <laughs> commitment to do it. If it's something that you're really interested in, I think like, A, it's really important to be working with someone who knows what they're doing. So you aren't just kind of, you know, floating around trying to figure out what to do. So making the the step and committing to doing the, the program with Kristen, I think was really a pivotal point for me because it no longer was me just kind of procrastinating and putting it off. It was, I'm making an investment in this business and I have people that are supporting me and guiding me along the way. But yeah, my biggest advice is like, I guess, basically don't put it off. Like, like I did just something that you want to do. You can start at any scale, just jump right in. Even if you just start with like free coaching, one of your friends, that was the first thing that I did. And it really helped me kind of, kind of get used to like talking with athletes and and planning programs and things like that. So there's never going to be the best time to start. We always think like, oh, well, I'll start that when I'm less busy or I'll start it in the summer or I'll start it next year. (laughs) Um, Like if it's something that you want to do, just do it. Like, yeah, it's not, it's something that everybody can do if they put their
0: mind to it. Yeah, no, it truly is. And I think it's like, it's something I was, I was on a coaching call right before we got on this too. And it's like, it's something we all do in the sense of you're saying, oh, I'll do it next summer. I'll do it that. Something I I have to be called out on too, right? But we we like to justify these things too. Or there's like, no, like literally, I mean, and granted there are times where it's like, no, I I need to do this then or this is why. But then once you actually go do something, you're like, that was just an excuse. I was just scared or, you know, like most times, I mean, granted there's exceptions. I mean, but also wait until you're ready, I guess. But it's like most times you're ready, you're just making excuses or it was, you know, for coming from a place of fear instead of, um, and we're always like, oh, I should have started sooner, but Yeah, definitely. I mean, like to like
1: have something that you've never had before or achieve like one of your yeah. goals that you've never achieved before, you have to do something different than what you've always been doing.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so taking that step and, and surrounding yourself with supportive people and getting someone as like a business coach or, or whatever program you want to go through is a huge plus.
0: Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, these could be the rules of life right now. It's like, you got to <laughs> check in. It's like, I should have this on my wall. It's just like, you know, like if you're not, if you haven't felt uncomfortable in a while, not uncomfortable because you're not moving forward, but uncomfortable in the sense of, oh, like, um, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm nervous, yeah. it's, it's working. And then that's where we got to check ourselves and we'll be like, okay, we're not growing then. <laughs> Definitely. Get this feeling back. But no, you hit on a lot of stuff and it's like a lot of stuff you hear all the time, but then like when you actually do it. It's like means so much more and you understand it. And it's just so true. Once you The hardest part is just
1: starting. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's another like, yeah, the hard, it is. It's true. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Because back to your fears when you were talking about you just starting, like, yeah, imposter syndrome, fear of what other people would, you know, think, all that. Do you feel like that has, I mean, we kind of chat about this already a little bit, but has that gone away or has it just kind of gotten better? You got better with noticing.
1: Yeah, I think I've just gotten better in, like, recognizing when I'm feeling that way and, like, talking myself down from that when i when that like fear creeps in. i think like when you're going in on your own business, i don't know if that feeling like ever goes away, but you just get better at dealing with it and yeah. um and moving forward through it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> um what else? Anything else you'd like to share on getting started with your business and anything we didn't hit on that you can think of? Oh, let me think.
1: I don't think i have any like any new points just you know that I am so like grateful that I took that step and made the commitment to you know go through this this uh, team three program with you and and like I said before I never would have had like the confidence or tools to like take the step in my career so early on without going through that program and like having that mentorship. Um, So I can't thank you enough. It's been like really awesome. And, and I never would have imagined that I would be like sitting here with eight clients after like launching only four months ago. So yeah, really exciting stuff
0: yeah no i'm like i kind of already said but i'm so proud of you and it's just it is fun it really is fun to watch when you watch like just like i said we're sitting over there it's across my room again like a year ago and it's just like yeah who would have you know what what have i even thought like you'd be here (laughs) and just to hear the difference in your voice too like i just like listening back to like our first call and like it did it all did come back to like money and that kind of stuff and like now like that doesn't come up at all for you it's just like nope i got this i'm confident this is working put myself out there on social media and it's just it's it's fun to watch. It's awesome. So yeah, it's been um, fun to do <laughs> listen to anyone listening. It's totally possible. And like, also if you're, your, your journey is never going to look just the same as any of these people I'm interviewing, you know, expect it to look different, but no, it's possible. And we'll pull on your, your own strengths, whatever they are to make this business work for you so definitely okay what is we'll go into a question I like to ask at the end of my podcast um we'll do two what is your breaking five moment for running right now as far as what is a big goal you would like to accomplish in as a runner currently boy if (laughs) any and if not you know like is there like something you definitely want to accomplish and it doesn't even have to be like a time goal it be like I just want to be happy when I run or so you know I'm being you know but it could be something or I just want to stay injury free like so my like big
1: goal, like your break five goal is probably to get back into like the 22s and the 5k. I had this like thought in my mind that, oh, like I'll never be, you know, as fast as I was when I was in high school or whatever. And I don't know if I'll ever be there, you know, back there again in the 20s again. But I think it's been, it's been really fun just like setting post cross country goals for myself and your goals can change like throughout your life as you age and all of that. So I think that's probably my, my big goal going yeah. forward.
0: Yeah. No, I love it. And it is totally possible, by the way. Okay. I mean, you're 25. Wait, what are you again? Uh,
1: I did a 23 last summer. No, 25. sorry. Sorry.
0: How old are you? Oh, how old am I? <laughs> I'm 25. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was on. Cool. You so yeah, to give context to, she's 25. Like, <laughs> so yeah, totally, totally have time for that too. I do. I do ton of time oh man I'm jealous no I'm just kidding no (laughs) um but hey this was like this you know same thing it's like your business comes down to mindset believe you can do it and it'll happen for sure Kate and I I do know these things by the way as I'm asking her questions because she like part of the program is you get coached by me too. So I do know her goals. Yeah, <laughs> which was awesome. That was a really cool part of it. Getting, getting a coach. I just feel like you, you need, I feel like that's like the almost the most important part. I mean, I granted you wouldn't know, like know the business stuff too, but you need to be like coached to understand what you need to do to be coached. So
1: Yeah, it kind of give you gives you like the flip side of what your athletes go through. So it was like good to, you know, be able to be in that position myself and kind of see how you work through things. So that I think that was a huge like part of the program that was really beneficial.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to to see your goals going forward. Definitely going to get that 22 minutes. So it's happening. That's a breaking five moment. Perfect. And what's kind of did it, but what is your breaking five moment in your business? I guess we didn't, I think I just said in the near future, what would be like your big lofty goal for your, for your business? Oh boy. My big lofty goal. I'll make it. And
1: I have no idea how long it'll take me to get here. I'll say a 10 K month. We'll we'll make that my
0: lofty goal. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love it. And it's like, I'm happy income driven. But if it is like, yeah, so I foresee you building a team in your future then. Yeah, I I hope
1: so. Maybe sometime setting long term goals is important. It helps keep you on track, right?
0: <laughs> but if history plays out, yeah. it's probably going to happen quicker than you think, too. Maybe right? If I
1: tell you that it's going to be in the next three to five years, then it'll happen in just a year. in the next year. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's totally doable. It is totally yeah. doable. So we'll be sitting here a year from now, and you'll be at your your next three to five year goal. Oh, but man, in that'd a year. be great. <laughs> Possible, especially. If, yeah, you got you got this. You got the the structure and the discipline down so <laughs> well
1: that's the fun thing with like having your own business with it too like there's the ceiling is kind of set for you when you work for someone else there's yeah. no ceiling when you work for yourself like you can you know do whatever you want with it and grow it to however big you want it
0: Yep. Yeah. no it's true it's totally true and it just comes down to how much you can push and get uncomfortable and where I I think everything comes down to emotional energy. That's my big thing from like the last year. It's like, where's my emotional energy, you know, for what I can handle. Um, But yeah. And then what you want, what you're, um, yeah what you want willing to put in like she wants a 10k month it's going to include probably having some employees under her rolling call yeah. employees whether it's you know assistant or having other coaches but, but. and I'll,
1: I'll put a caveat on it too like it's also just about doing what I love regardless of if I like make yes. more money than, yes. than working in a clinic that's priceless waking up last night when I set my alarm I was like oh my god I don't have to wake up at 5 30 and go see 20 patients today
0: like yeah. I can wake <laughs> up and do what I love and that is like completely priceless. I love it. Yeah. And like was it easier to get up this morning? <laughs> yes. It was <went laughs> you know, so much easier. <laughs> you're like, sweet, I get to do what I want. No, it's true. And that's like key for anything. Just come back to like that that I think like, you know, obviously everyone can have their own opinions, but it's like I truly believe we all can be doing what we love. And yeah, place. life
1: oh, is cup. too short to be stuck doing something that doesn't like fill your cup.
0: Yeah. Just all be going after what we're meant to do here, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like on this earth, and put it to work instead of just being in a box and not being able to share our gifts honestly with the world. It's true. Wow, this is really motivating me. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the point cool. We're like, oh, we're gonna, we're both gonna go crush this day now. Okay. Like, <laughs> I just had a call before this, and then this, so now I have one more run coaching call later. So now I'm just go crush. The day. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Well, hopefully, it motivated a few guys. You guys all out there know that there is no cap if you're in your own business. There really is if you're not, like if you're working for someone else, um, but it can be whatever you want. And that doesn't have to be a 10K month. It doesn't, you know, it. you can create what you want and always, I just like how we ended it. Like always keep it coming back to something you love. Obviously knowing that you're not gonna love every minute everything you're doing, but in the end, it really should feel like in line with what you want to do, what you want to give back to the world. For like the, the greater good or the greater <laughs> mission of helping what you're meant to do here. And I love so, that you're loving what you're doing right now. Yeah. yeah, it's been great. It's all thanks to you, so. <laughs> And you. All your work, but help facilitate it. <laughs> it's been fun. Um, Kate, where can people find you? Where are you at on Instagram?
1: Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm the running DPT. It's the underscore running underscore DPT. So you can find me there. Um, that's really the only platform I've been using, but it's my favorite social media platform. So it's been working well. So yeah, yeah hit me up if you have any questions about coaching or you know, what I went through with Kristen and, and all of that. It's, it's been fun. And I love chatting with people who, who want to do it too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Kate would be more than happy if you're a clinician to answer any questions you have, I think it can be good. Not just like hear from me, hear from other people. But then also if you're a runner listening to this um, and especially if you're a beginner or an injured runner, Kate's your lady, like obviously if there's other people I'm bringing on doing these things, <laughs> but that's what she, you know, where she's focusing at find her on Instagram. And yeah, I'm excited to see where you're at from a year from now. So keep me updated. I know you will. I know where to find you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll you not get in- rid of me that quickly. <laughs> no, no. maybe we, if our, our plans work out, you'll be, you'll be in Florida while I am at some point And we'll, Ooh, I it. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> when it's, when it's cooler for both of us. So Yeah. Not, not July. <laughs> not I'm getting, I'm getting out too. So it's cool. <laughs> going north. But anyway, Kate, thank you so much for coming on. This was great. I am excited for everyone to get to hear uh, what you shared today to get to watch your journey going forward. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everyone. We will catch you on the next episode of Breaking 5, a running podcast. Until then, go run your lives and we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Breaking 5, a running podcast. We hope you are running away with some inspiration, tips, and actionable items that you can put towards your Breaking 5 moment. Lastly, if you know anyone else with a breaking five moment, that doesn't have to actually mean literally breaking five, just a breaking five moment in general, in running, in life, or anyone else who has great knowledge and background in helping others reach their breaking five moment, I would love for you to put me in contact with them. We would love to have them on the show. So if you could and let them know, if you know of someone else, tell them to reach out to me at my Instagram And that is at Kristen underscore run your life. Again, that's at Kristen underscore run your life. And could you do me a favor? And if you enjoyed today's episode and can think of anyone else who could benefit from listening to it, could you go ahead and share this out on your social media or share this directly with them? That would mean the world to me, seriously. And make sure if you have not already, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so that you get our weekly updates as we drop the next episodes. Thank you, everyone. We seriously appreciate you tuning in today. We'll see you next time. And until then, go run your life.